0: Welcome to Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who'd rather go go it on their own. Rob.
1: Hello, will I live? Terror
0: dies. Uh, Justice is- just, just, uh, no, I, I, I kind of miss covering Scourge, like every few- ep- every few weeks. I kind of miss Scourge a little bit, but- but yeah, uh, but we, yeah, we're talking about Solo today, who is, for someone who came out in the late 80s, definitely predicted the look of a lot of 90s, uh, yes. heroes and anti heroes. Like, he is, like, just a few extremely square guns away and rubble covering up his feet at all times, to, of like just being, like, just straight up out of like a uh, 90s image comic. Yes. Um, but, um, you know what? I would almost say he's a little overstrapped for, you know, what he's dealing with, for the most part. Because, because uh, first off, he has that cow that I hate. hmm Because he has to show off his good hair. Oh, um, sure. Yeah, um, and he has, how many guns can I count in
1: this picture? One, two, three,
0: four. Is that another gun on his back? Because there's one of them.
1: Or is that, that like a... That might be something. I think that might be a gun. And then, of course, he's also got, uh, like at least three knives and put, four knives and also maybe a sword. You no, know, he definitely has a sword.
0: Wait, wait, is that four knives? Wait, oh, where there's, where? yeah, no, that's.
1: There's two. There's a knife on each thigh, and he's got two on his belt. No, actually, maybe he has more of them because I think he also. No, five. Has... No, is that five? I think he's also got one knife on each bicep. No, he definitely does. So he's got six knives.
0: Yeah, um, and he has, uh, you know, I'm gonna say a, a sword that has a way too small of a handle. Yes. Um and also a bandolier of uh grenades. Oh yes. Um and also how many pouches can we see visible? One, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine,
1: ten? He's got a lot of pouches.
0: Yeah, so he is like just a proto nineties character, which is uh mm-hmm. you know, yes. which is nice. You know, he actually makes Cable look a little, like, under-propelled, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Although all but, of yeah, his
1: but, guns are human-sized, so he, he does have that going for
0: him. Yeah, and they're not from the future, either.
1: No. Uh, and not, well, and neither of his eyes are glowing.
0: No. He also doesn't have- Okay, I'm not gonna just talk about Cable now, because I read Cable's entry. Uh, the, the, the thing. You know what? the uh, The 2010 version? Actually, does a really straightforward job at explaining what Cable is in his uh, timeline, which is uh, congrats on that person, whoever wrote that. It's actually very understandable, which is weird. Um, but yeah, but yeah, his real name we don't know. Was it revealed later?
1: Yes, uh, it's uh, James Bourne. When was that revealed? That is, I believe, from his uh, own solo unintended miniseries from the uh, early 90s.
0: Okay, so is it possible that um, the people who made the Jason Bourne movies like, was reading this? and it No, no, printed, no. It's, like, it, I
1: think it's the other way around, because those oh. Jason Bourne movies are based on novels.
0: Oh, so it's the opposite. Okay, yes. okay. It was
1: def- almost certainly named after James Bond and Jason Bourne.
0: Okay, well, yeah, so real name, well, it's James Bourne. At this time, it's unknown. Um, he's a counter-terrorist. His identity is secret, legal status, other aliases, place of birth, male status, and known relatives are all unknown. Uh, he's just a big old question mark right now. Yep. And he first appeared in Web of Spider-Man issue number 19? Yes. Humbug! In October 1986. That's correct. And this is a really good cover.
1: Zay, This is a Mark Bright cover.
0: Yeah, so uh, this is Black Suit Spidey.
1: Mm -hmm. Are Um, we going to do a cover piece theater?
0: Is there one? We've got three
1: captions.
0: Oh, we do have three captions. We have a lot of captions, which, if you know me, I love me some cover copy. So... So yeah. First off, we have the really amazing, just I always love the Web of Spider-Man uh like title art. Oh that
1: that uh, that 80s logo, yes.
0: Yeah, it's real good. So we have Introducing Humbug, the most offbeat uh Spidey villain yet. Um, The Sound That Kills, uh, which is not the title apparently on the internal of it. And uh-huh. uh we also have solo showing up alone on a, on a rooftop saying, also, the deadly debut of The Man Called Solo.
1: And uh, I guess Humbug didn't have a profile, so I'll just let everybody know that his deal is that he has a device that super amplifies the sounds that insects make, and he uses those as offensive weapons. Okay. That's why he has, like, a bandolier of cassettes on his chest.
0: Okay. I mean, yeah? Like, I feel like you could just amplify... Sonic waves or something. Well, yeah, but he's like an entomology
1: level. professor. Uh, okay. So it's hey bugs. Yeah,
0: but uh, the reason why I really like this is first off, like Humbug actually has a pretty cool costume. I'll say that I, I like it, and uh, we have black suit Spidey, and like the way that the sound is portrayed on it is just like so good. It's subtle but good. Like like it really impactful. Um, you can tell that Spider Man is like you know ow. Because his ear hand is over one of his ears, and uh, and like you get, I would say like kind of like how they do Havoc's uh power. So yeah, it's got, it's
1: got that look to it.
0: Yeah, like you could tell they really brought out like the the circle tool for this uh for this one. But no, it's pretty good, and uh, also it looks like uh, Solo is about to shoot Humbug. So yes,
1: uh, although in fact they never interact in the story.
0: Well. The, I guess he had to be on the cover somewhere. So the,
1: the weird thing here is that, uh, there's, like, an interlude with, uh, Solo where he, like, kills a bunch of terrorists in Berlin, even though the, the main storyline takes place in, uh, in New York. And this was a lead-in to a story that was going to involve terrorists in Northern Ireland. But, okay. But they got a bunch of, like, the first issue of that came out. Presumably this would have involved Solo as the story progressed. But, uh... Uh, Marvel got a bunch of upset letters from Irish listeners and a bomb threat.
0: You know, um, like it's, it's one of those things where, um, uh, from this era, when I see anything like, you know, mentioning Ireland, I'm just like, eh, are you really, are you really going to do that? Or when, or, uh, or Sombra's, uh, in, uh, entry. And, uh, the Grinwald one. Oh, yeah. Where part of her backstory is her trying to save people from, like, an Israeli attack on Palestinians. Yes. Um, yeah, you know, you know, like, stuff like that, where they're mentioning just casual real-world terrorism. Um, you know, I don't think it works well, you know, ever. Uh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, very little is known about the background of the man who would eventually call himself Solo. He donned a mask in his early career, so terrorists would not know what country, religion, or political oh, uh, ideal.
1: Sorry, I wasn't quite uh, finished my explanation there. So anyway, they, oh, did oh, up, sorry, sorry. they ended up cancelling the storyline.
0: Well, I mean, good on them, I'm going to be honest.
1: I mean, like it, it sort of it gets cut off very quickly, and then Solo doesn't appear again for three years. Or sorry, for two years, until 1989
0: i mean i'm gonna just say it like normally i'm just saying like, eh, you know you know shame no i think that was a good 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 idea on uh, on uh, marvel's front honestly the whole uh you know mitching the ira mm-hmm. uh you know in in a comic it tends to seem to not go well in general um uh but yeah so but yeah basically i don't know how okay here's here's my problem Rob with with why he donned his mask. So you know he did want the terrorists to know his country, religion, or political ideology he represented. Yeah. Um. Why is most of his face uncovered?
1: Uh, well, because you know he's uh, you know uh, in in a in comics a mask of any size will completely disguise your identity.
0: Oh, I mean, I mean, Godzilla did technically get shrunk down and wore a fedora and trench coat and no one knew he was was a godzilla precisely so but i'm just saying like they're all full-face cows like he showed up first in a spider man comic (laughs) like you think he'd be like you know just cover my whole face you know don't show any skin at all like make it like a complete like mystery. Also, I would assume that if you're killing only terrorists, people would think that you're on whatever ideology that is anti that terrorism.
1: Well, I guess the thing is, he's always killing like different groups of terrorism.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, but like you, you could still just say, "Hey, I'm the I'm the opposite of whatever you are because I'm trying to kill you." Wait, well, yeah, but they can always
1: tell it's the same guy because he's wearing that costume.
0: <sighs> okay, well, I don't know. I have I have a problem with this. I feel like you could just. uh... Do it a lot better. But but yeah, but his first recorded mission occurred in Western Germany and was taken... Where, sorry, wait. Uh, where many... Many where terrorists had... Wait, what, why am I saying... Where am I, blah, blah, blah. His first recorded mission occurred in Western... West Germany, where terrorists had seized foreign embassy, a foreign embassy, and taken a number of ambassadors hostage while West Germany cracked t- uh, counter-terrorist unit. The... Uh, okay. The GSG and I, and I'm not even going to try that, Gr- Grinch... I would say Grinchutz.
1: Gru-
0: Grinchutz Group 9, uh, surrounded the outside of the embassy, plotting their assault. Solo teleported into the embassy with a pulse of crackling light and uh, killed all the terrorists, while no harm came to their hostages. He left a note which read, While I live, a terror dies. Which I feel is uh, a lot better than a lot of uh, people's calling cards. Yes. Uh, you know? Um, so, someone was really just really loving uh, loving using uh, some French in this, uh, he signed the note with his nom de guerre, and the words that would soon become his paddle, battle cry. Did they write these in order?
1: <laughs> well, what do you mean?
0: Well, no, because the last one had a knob to cry, but this one had a knob to And, like, they normally don't say that. They normally say, you know, code name or something like that. I mean,
1: if it's anything like how we did it, uh, it's not the same person writing any of these, so it's often just a coincidence.
0: It has to be. No, it's just weird when, like, two little flourishes like that show up yes. at the same time. Um, later, Solo foiled the attempts of the terrorist outfit known as Ultimatum from destroying the famed Arctic terrump T-t-t-rump.
1: Arc de Triomphe.
0: Triumph. I feel so bad for not being able to say that. Um, in in Paris, while tracking down Ultimatum's uh, leader, Major Toller, uh, will, Well?
1: will. I'd say while. 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 Is he? Is he Belgian?
0: Am I remembering that right?
1: Uh, I can't remember if he's Belgian or may- he might be Simcarian.
0: Oh no, he's probably Simcarian. I remember one of the Flag Smashers being, uh, one of the Flag Smashers being Belgian. Am I remembering that right? That's
1: entirely, po- I know that the uh, Flag Smasher is Swiss.
0: Swiss! You know what? It's pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. I'm gonna, you know, they're just that whole wall of, you know, kind of French people. Mm. Um, so, Sola became embroiled uh, in the, some McCarrion. United States conflict that would be known as the assassin Assassination... Assass... Assassination Plot. Yes. That is such... It, mm, it works on paper.
1: <laughs> it, it's an extremely convoluted <laughs> storyline.
0: Yeah, no. Like, no. Assassination Plot. Like, that name only works on paper. Because it just sounds like you're trying to say Assassination Plot. But otherwise... But yeah, he discovered an ultimatum stronghold in the close in a closed uh, ski lodge at the border of Semikaria and Latveria, and attacked. Uh, wheel or while inside, while the costume heroes known as Captain America, Silver Sable, and Spider Man fought to gain interest from the outside. However, once penetrating, once penetrating ultimatums' uh, external defense. A defense says Captain America mistook Solo for one of the terrorists and flung a shield at the counter-terrorist, allowing uh, Wiles to escape. Although Captain America heard Solo through his Avengers, heard of Solo through his Avengers file, their methods came into conflict once more during the affair. Um, Solo appeared at Ellis Island when members of Ultimatum tried to destroy the historical gateway for immigration in america although spider-man had captured all the terrorists solo appeared to have shot them all thinking that he was doing the crime fire a favor you know i mean
1: his heart was in the right place well yeah um, I, I guess you know everyone just assumes oh yeah it's uh, spider-man you know he loves what's he love killing guys sure
0: I mean Spider-Man can only punch a hole through all of his villains. Like oh, you know sure. no thing. You know, like but you know, I, I'm pretty sure he goes around shooting people in the head. Yes. That's, that's what happens, you know. He's known for shooting people, right? Spider-Man? Oh sure. Uh, yeah. Um so Solo threatened to kill the oh, sorry. Uh, uh, Solo accompanied Spider-Man in a search for Wile, so that Wile could testify on behalf of the United States to prove that the U.S. was not involved in the assassination of the Sumacarians princess and prime minister. However, once Spider-Man captured Wile, uh, Wile, Solo threatened to kill the terrorist. But Spider-Man, persistence and defending Wile won Solo's respect. For the first time in his career, he allowed a terrorist to live, with the promise that he would be put out of commission and we don't know where he was at. I guess currently as the, the this handbook is written. Um, he's a uh, six foot weighs 200 pounds, brown hair, sorry, brown eyes, reddish brown hair. You know, he does a lot of exercise. You can tell he's built and, uh, he can teleport himself, the clothes he is in and, uh, within limits, a certain amount of additional mass in in contact with him, such as weapons, um, Oh, I that limit must be really large, considering how much <laughs> how much weapons he has on him. Yes, like very large. Mm-hmm. Um, he presumably teleports by displacing himself in another dimension, traveling through it, and then returning to his own dimension at a certain distance from his own from his point of return. The Akata process, the entire process, occurs so quickly that Solo is unaware of being in another dimension at all. He guides himself through the other dimension by means, uh, as of yet unexplained, the teleportation mechanism is presumably triggered by some unknown biological or biophysical reaction he triggers
1: mentally. I think it turned out he he had like a chip implanted.
0: Okay. Well, I was going to say, so it's like, um, it's like Nightcrawler, but without the brimstone smell or sulfur smell.
1: Yes. But. It just smells like murder.
0: Yeah, it just smells like the, the hatred of terrorism. Did he have a solo in the 2000s? Did he have a solo title in the 2000s?
1: He did, briefly, yes. He was one of because, uh, Deadpool's uh, fake Deadpools.
0: Well, no, no, I'm talking about, like, specifically at the height of the War on Terror.
1: Like no, after, he did not.
0: Like, no, because I feel like that would be perfect. I think for, it was a little time. too
1: raw at the time.
0: Well, okay, I understand at, some, I understand at a little bit, but... Like, the, the pure bloodlust that a lot of Americans had for, like, like terrorists at that time. Like, I feel like Solo would have sailed with the conservative crowd, at least.
1: Yeah, but, you know. I think they didn't entirely <laughs> want to give in for that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lesser company would have done it.
1: Well, there was definitely a company, uh, I think it was, ooh, I want to say CrossGen, uh, before they went under, they had a book in the works called, I think, American Justice, or something?
0: That sounds awful and potentially racist.
1: It was definitely about like a guy in a gimp mask punching terrorists.
0: Oh, and I guess that was just code word for brown people.
1: I think so. I don't know if it actually came out. I think it was Chuck Dixon.
0: Oh, yeah. Ooh. You know, Chuck Dixon, the person everyone remembers from X-Men and nothing else.
1: No, no, no. You're thinking of Chuck Austin.
0: Oh, Chuck Austin. Wait, didn't Chuck Dixon do something in X-Men?
1: Wait, uh, Chuck uh, his uh, Marvel. Did he was... draw X Men? No, I don't know what you're no. thinking of. Uh, Chuck Dixon, mostly a DC guy. He did do some Punisher at uh, Marvel. Punisher, but he okay. Like he's he co-created Bane and, and such. He did oh, a lot of Batman.
0: No, that's what I was remembering. the 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 person who co-created one of the uh, one of the uh, one of the best uh, Batman villains, and also did uh, Nightfall. I want to say yes.
1: I think he yeah, was involved. In you
0: Nightfall. know. No, no, that's what I'm remembering. He did Batman and then he became a white ring quank crank, like yes. really hard. Even though, like, I thought he wrote a pretty nuanced character of, you know, color who seemed to not be reactionary. Yeah. But, you know. I don't know. Kinda like how Frank Miller got kinda like really weird later. Yes. On. But it somehow was paid to make a book called The Dark Knight the Master Race.
1: Oh yes, yeah.
0: I like the year of our Lord, two thousand fifteen. He came out the book called The Master Race.
1: Yeah, I'm not like, sh- I mean, I'm not sure what that was actually about. Did that involve Nazis in some way?
0: Um, I'm not
1: sure. I didn't read it
0: because I was just like,
1: yikes. Because Frank Miller <laughs> does love Nazi villains.
0: Yeah, I mean, it might have, but also maybe don't like don't call your thing the Master Race, like you know. I don't know, but. But yeah, um, so yeah, so when uh, he appears and disappears, solar teleportation is accompanied by globules of plasma, which is the fourth, which is the fourth uh, element that is common. Yes. Um, and it gives off. Wait. Uh, bu- 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 uh, the longer the distance. Uh, wait, where does? It say- Oh, I already said that. The energy given off by the biochemical or biophysical reactions is reactions necessary to the facilitation of the thing. Okay, I don't really know what they're saying. I guess they're just trying to explain the Kirby crackle around them with that one. Yeah. Um, Yeah, then there appears to be like a, you know, limit to the distance and numbers of teleports. So um, he could do in a certain time. So uh, it's more difficult for him to like do a longer jump in the, uh, and the maximum uh, number of teleportations he can achieve in a given time span is not yet of known. He does. He has, we do know that he has to recharge significantly between each teleport though. Yes. Um, and as you can probably tell by how he's dressed, he's a master of hand to hand combat. Also real good with conventional weapons and firearms. And, uh, because he's like really just fanatic has a fanatical hatred for terrorists. Uh, he single-handedly incapacitated up to a dozen well-armed and experienced, uh, experienced opponents in single encounter and teleported away unscathed. So yeah, yeah, that's one. That's one way you can do it. Mm. And also, he just has a bunch of like guns. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and pouches and uh, his costume. Even though it's uh, skin tight, and you can see like his religion is also bulletproof. You know, so that's
1: solo. Yep, harbinger you know, of the nineties.
0: Yeah, I was about to say this feels like really nineties, and it's not even nineties. No. you know, nineteen ninety again. Actually, he was he was there before uh, cable. He was pre cable, cable. He was pre cable. Man, yeah. Just I guess it was always heading that way, was it? Mm. I don't know. Okay, sorry. One question. Mm-hmm. So if we okay, so let's play what if on this. What is the one thing you think you would have to do? To make 90s comics be completely different. Because my, Ooh. what I think it is, what I think is, is Rob Liefeld shouldn't have been, hi- it wasn't hired at more. Like if
1: he just became a jeans model.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it.
1: Because I, it was. you still got, uh. No, I, I mean, you've Lee. still got, um, Todd McFarlane.
0: You have Todd McFarlane. Yeah, you have Todd and, McFarlane. And in McFarlane. the
1: case of this character design, this is, uh, this is, uh, Eric Larson. Yeah. Who I would s- not, I would. I mean, he was one of the image founders as well. I would not call his style particularly uh, liefeld esque.
0: Yeah, because like I'm wondering, like, what you would have to do to like completely derail an entire like comic thing.
1: I think the culture was just heading that way.
0: Yeah, it might have because they're definitely like you know they're definitely reacting to something. But like, but yeah, it's just it's just like. You know, I think I, I think a lot of people focus on just a couple people, but like uh when they think of like 90s stuff, but like it was kind of always heading there. Like even like even like in like New Mutants and stuff like that, it was like kind of heading there. Yes. Like I guess it was just cuz like the Bronze Age wasn't gritty enough anymore. Exactly. And what what was it called after the Bronze Age, by the way?
1: Uh that, what what do you mean? But uh
0: Okay, so we had the Golden Age, uh-huh. the Silver Age, right. Bronze Age, and Bronze Age is where we got, like, the, you know, drugs, sex, right. and, Right, nobody's you know, murder ever
1: quite managed to come up with a term that's stuck for everything after the Bronze Age. Sometimes yeah, it's uh, the Chromium Age.
0: Mm, a little unwieldy.
1: Yeah. I mean, nobody's ever really able to come up with one thing that's stuck.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird whenever you're doing, like, metal-based names, too, because, uh-huh. like,
1: I feel like... You know, right? You got gold, you silver, and bronze, out. and then what comes after that? Yeah, what comes after that? Like, is it aluminum? I've seen some people use the copper age of comics, which just confuses me.
0: But yeah, but that would be a downgrade from bronze, though. Yeah, As in like, but you need copper in order to make bronze. Yeah, I don't get it. Okay, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's but whatever that age is, whatever the '90s age was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think that was going to happen in some way. I I. Was it uh Desert Storm, maybe? Maybe. No. no, wait. Am I am I thinking too early? I mean too late. Uh,
1: Desert Storm was 91.
0: 91. Okay, no, that would be a little bit too mm? No? No, I think Desert Storm probably introduced some of that. Because I know there's a lot of like weird stuff like closer to the late 80s about um e- uh what 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 I'm trying to say? Um the middle east i want to say i guess yeah because there's all those uh stories like about like people going to the middle east to like you know fight for a chic or something Mm -hmm. but i don't know i i will uh well eventually i'm gonna take out my blind spot of 80s comics i'm gonna read more of them okay so i'll figure out that but yeah that's it What we did look
1: all right, so I'm on the Marvel Research Team. We we uh, write the Marvel handbooks, and we're responsible for various research projects at Marvel. Uh, we don't have anything that I can talk about uh, quite yet, but uh, I'm also on the uh, I'm also on the Transformers podcast Stasis Pod. Uh, we're currently going episode by episode through Transformers Rescue Bots, so tune in.
0: Hey, my name is Jesse. I have another podcast called. Over in Smith, where me and my friend Faith read a H.P. Lovecraft story and release an audiobook if it isn't too racist or boring. Uh, if you want to support me monetarily, go to at alpha- we can go to Patreon.com/slash Alphabet Flight. If you want to support me in other ways, you can go to at Alphabet Flight on Twitter, or Instagram. Uh, see the people we're talking about as well as maybe share the links. Um, and uh, you can also. Go to your podcast, your choice, and rate, review, subscribe, as well as maybe tell a friend uh, about this podcast. Uh, This has been Alphabet Flight, and may country protect you through all of your night travels. Good night.
1: Good night.